Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Common Sense with Dr. Ben Carson. I'm your host, Ben Carson. And I hope everyone got off to a great start of 2024. If not, this is a good time to get back on track. I'm joined today by attorney Matt Whitaker, former acting attorney general for the United States, U.S. attorney, and Iowan Hawkeye. He's also an author, a podcaster, a patriot, and a great friend. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thank you, Dr. Carson. It's good to be with you. Okay. Now, we've got a, a bunch of issues we want to go into very quickly here. You know, the country was really founded on the rule of law, and uh, it's to a large degree what holds our country together. So many people came here because this is a place where everybody would be treated equally. But we've seen the politicization of the legal system, and many people are calling it lawfare. What's your definition of lawfare? Well, Dr. Carson, I, you know, first of all, I think we are at a point in American history where the uh, left has weaponized a lot of the federal government against those that they view as their uh, not only political opponents now, but political enemies. And I think that's obvious as we look across a lot of domains uh, in our you know, economy. In fact, regulated industries, I'm, I'm aware of, of a lot of folks that don't want to uh, be involved in regulated industries, whether that's banking, whether that's communications, anything that the federal government and the Biden administration can't regulate. I think you've seen a lot of people uh, shying away from those industries and getting involved if they're not already involved. But, you know, especially the Department of Justice, you know, what's happened to Donald Trump, anyone that supports Donald Trump uh, and his allies, uh, I think it's just it's a shame. You know, you have a situation where uh, there are four criminal cases currently, uh, two uh, that are federal under the special counsel, Jack Smith, and two that are, you know, state-based, one in New York and, and one in Atlanta. And then you have, you know, the harassment of all these civil cases. And they're all structured and timed so that they take the president uh, off the campaign trail. 
you know, Dr. Carson, I just think this is a, a sad state of affairs. I think it is. Uh, if it was applied to anyone else other than Donald Trump, uh, they would be uh, off the playing field. They would not uh, deal with this. And, you know, I think President Trump says it the best. If he wasn't running for president, none of this would have happened. None of these cases would have been brought. You know, they're all delayed until after um, it was clear that he was running again. Uh, these could have been brought uh, well before uh, now and well before it would ever have any impact in the election. But, you know, here we are. And, uh, you know, just that, just as, you know, a footnote in all of this, I think the thing that, that your viewers and listeners need to understand is that these are all novel legal theories. None of these legal theories have case law. That's why you're seeing these appeals already, for example, on presidential immunity. You know, none of these uh, cases uh, have ever been brought in the history of America. And that's not typically the way prosecution is done uh, for you know, almost 250 years uh, of our country's uh, existence. But what, what is the actual basis of the Jack Smith case? Yeah, well, there's two bases. Uh, you know, the Florida case is obviously the documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago uh, that most likely were subject to the Presidential Records Act. And again, this is something that's never been tested before. And, you know, I might point out that, you know, many, many other former presidents and vice presidents, including Joe Biden, have found to have classified documents. And I just think it's a, you know, a, a, a massive overreaction by the Department of Justice. And then because of the speed of that case and, and some technical legal issues um, regarding classified documents, uh, he decided to bring a January 6th case, uh, again, with novel legal theories um, that have never been tried, never been tested. Um, and, you know, those those two cases, and then you you, know, and you put Alan Bragg's case uh, in Manhattan, which seems to have completely come off the rails, and uh, the left has no interest in prosecuting that now. Uh, and then the Fannie Willis case that is, uh, you know, unraveling as we speak. I, I think you just, you see how um, really um, motivated the left was to try to get the president charged. And as soon as they saw it backfiring as a political strategy, uh, they're taking their foot off the gas. Well, why why is March 4 so important for uh, the prosecution? Why, why do you think they concentrated so much on that trial date? Well, because they are desperate to convict Donald Trump before um, the November election. And they know that as it approaches, two things. One is, you know, March 4th, obviously, is the day before Super Tuesday, where most likely President Trump could seal uh, the nomination. And so they're desperate to, you know, essentially interfere with that. And I was, I was deeply sad, uh, that Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States came out, uh, and suggested that, you know, he thought, uh, this, you know, case uh, that was supposed to start March 4th, which is now under appeal, um, should be sub, you know, should be brought speedily, uh, and they used the term speedy trial. Well, Speedy trial you know, is ultimately the defendant's right, not the government's right. Once the government brings a case, they obviously control the timing of bringing it. But after that, a lot of the timing and decisions uh, are to protect a defendant's constitutional rights. And so I am surprised that the Department of Justice is trying to press forward. I mean, they know, and what they're seeing is polling, as, you know, re as recently as, as the Iowa caucuses in my home state of Iowa this week, that 
they know and they see that that it peels off some Trump supporters if he's convicted. And so they're desperate to try to get a conviction. They brought the case in Washington, D.C. So Washington, D.C. jury uh, that's about 95 uh, percent Democrats in that jury pool uh, could decide that fate. They, they know what's going to happen if that case is brought and they know if President Trump is elected before um, this case ever sees, you know, a trial. Uh, what's going to happen in that case? So, I mean, that's that's where we are, Doctor Carson. It's it's a real it's a real shame what the Department of Justice is doing um, to try to interfere with an election uh, and not just let the American people decide who they want to be their president. Well, you know, it's very interesting that uh, with all of this persecution that's going on, the American people seem to be galvanizing behind Donald Trump, even people who don't like him are smart enough to recognize that if we allow the left to utilize our justice system to obliterate their most fierce political opponent, that this country will never be the same again. Do you think that will have a permanent effect on our country? Yeah, I think it will. And you're right. Uh, What I worry about the most is uh, ending up going, doing this sort of tit for tat. And and we, you know, we end up the the next administration prosecutes the former administration. Um, And I just think we have, you know, again, we I've been, you know, desperately uh, calling out for statesmen and stateswomen, you know, people that love our country and put our country first above these partisan interests because you know you're you're a you're a student of history you 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 probably know american history better than anyone uh and you know we we did your event recently in mount vernon and that really brought into a sharp uh focus this the history of the united states and how people have always put uh their the interests of their country ahead of their partisan and parochial interests uh in elections and and winning elections but you know, the left has just decided that power is more important than than our saving our republic. And so we are in a place where they are trying to destroy uh, the leader of cur- the current opposition party uh, to this, you know, Biden administration. And, they, and they're they're throwing all precedent and all caution uh, out the window. And ultimately, I think they're going to destroy our country uh, if they're allowed to succeed. Well, you know, if, if you look through world history. Uh, you'll see similar patterns in other countries uh, where democracy was present and then they switched over to a communist or socialist system. And of course, they they always find different reasons to attack the system. That's what's going on, I believe, in our country right now. And there was a time when Democrats and Republicans fought but they were still friends and uh, they actually wanted the same things. They just had different ideals of how to get there. Now it seems that uh, perhaps the one side, the left, is not interested in a country that is up for and by the people. They're interested in a country that is up by and for the government. The government from cradle to grave is in control of your life. And, you know, just as an example, they want to dictate what kind of car you should drive and at what time it should be driven. Well, there was a time when we as a nation strongly believed that market forces should determine that. 
and that the people would make their statement about what they wanted by what they bought. But now you dictate what you have to buy and when you have to buy it. And I hope people are, are recognizing that that's a fundamental change in the governance of our country and in the structure and the foundation of our country and not be lulled into a sense of false security by people who tell you, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you this and this and, and seduce people, quite frankly, into giving up their rights. What do you think about that? Yeah, I also think uh, along that same lines, and I mean, that's, that's such a, a good point you make, Dr. Carson, I think the marketplace of ideas is under assault. You know, this whole idea of the First Amendment uh, was supposed to protect all speech, you know, whether it's uh, true speech, false speech, offensive speech, you know, really the limits of free speech were, were all, almost boundless uh, and, and intentionally so uh, by our founding fathers. But now you have, you know, the federal government propping up essentially uh, misinformation and disinformation uh, bureaus that are monitoring uh, what Americans are saying, and if it's inconsistent with the you know the regime in charge, being the Democrats, you know they try to you know quash it or counter it or otherwise you know sort of I will destroy the American people's right to express their thoughts and their opinions and how they feel. And I just you know the the, the solution for speech you disagree with is not to you know, end it or take it off the, the, the field, it is to, you know, counter that speech and, and craft a better argument, craft a better uh, way of, you know, going forward. I, I just think, you know, we, we're, we're at a point now, back to your other point, where, you know, the two parties for the first time in American history shared different goals for our country. You know, that was never the case uh, for the first 200 and almost 50 years. And so, you know, people like you are fighting uh, the, the the good fight. I mean, you are just a, a, a voice uh, in the wilderness right now speaking about kind of you know, the first principles of America. And I just, you know, I'm so proud to be a small part of your organization and American Cornerstone Institute. But I'm just, you know, I'm so proud to consider you, uh, you know, a leader uh, that I follow. Well, we appreciate that very much. We appreciate what you've been doing what you did in the previous administration and what you're going to do because you're a young man full of vigor and courage, just exactly what we need to save our country. But uh, we're going to have to take a short break. We'll be back in one minute. And, uh, and we're going to ask uh, Matt about the Supreme Court taking up the Joseph Fisher versus United States case where the DOJ has probably improperly been using Sarbanes-Oxley to prosecute the January 6th defendants. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back with more common sense. You know, I always say common sense is no longer common. And we all got to work hard to make it common once again. But uh, Matt, uh, what uh, what was Sarbanes-Oxley originally passed to do? And, uh, you know, it's being used by the DOJ now to charge over 300 people involved in the January 6th uh, episode. Is that overreach? Yeah, and this is something that I think is very important. You know, typically, Dr. Carson in prosecution uh, you use statutes that have uh, been applied to a you know a narrow category of behaviors that Congress has said are illegal. And Sarbanes-Oxley was was passed in response to the Enron uh, financial crisis, where a company had falsified their their you know quarterly and, and annual reports and were giving bad information to the markets. And obviously, the markets uh, responded to that uh, in in different ways than they would have if they had, had true and accurate information. And so there, you know, there were laws passed as we typically see to prescribe, you know, prohibit certain behaviors um, in the financial markets and in, in the financial reporting of companies. Well, lo and behold, all of a sudden this is being applied to the January 6th riots. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that think that this was a, a stretch beyond what the law was ever intended. I don't think there's any doubt. You know, you talk about common sense. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that if you tell an ordinary American that a law passed in response to the Enron uh, collapse is so being applied to people that participated in a riot at this at the nation's capital, that they would say, well, that doesn't seem to be a good application of that law. And that's true. And I think the Supreme Court is probably going to do that. Now, obviously, uh, President Trump has been charged with a couple of these charges as well and the four count indictment. Washington, D.C., we were speaking about uh, previously. And so uh, that could dramatically change his case as well. I mean, I think that, you know, again, I go to this idea that in each one of these cases, whether it's, you know, Fannie Willis in, in, in Atlanta, whether it is Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, and whether it's Jack Smith at DOJ, each one of those cases is based on a novel legal theory that's never been applied uh, to, a, to a case. And so each one of those uh, whether they get a you know a cheap conviction in Washington D.C. with a Democrat uh, you know packed jury, ultimately uh, is going ultimately is probably going to be overturned on appeal because of these novel legal theories and the stretch with which they're trying to do the law. Well, another interesting thing that's been going on is uh, these gag orders. Uh, the the judge uh, Shudkin in, in D.C saying that Donald Trump is prohibited from disparaging the prosecutors, the witnesses, the court personnel. Isn't that pretty subjective as to uh, what is disparaging based on one's political motivations? Yeah, there's no doubt that in my mind, these gag orders and, and, and trying to restrict the hands-down leader of the Republican primary and most likely 
uh, the Republican nominee in 2024, and, and by all accounts, a very competitive general election candidate to, to restrict his ability to speak. I don't know how they draw those lines, uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, he has every right to defend himself. He has every right to speak out. I mean, really, the only thing he can't do and shouldn't be able to do is threaten someone. Uh, and I'm, nobody is suggesting that he is threatening anyone. So, you know, you put that all in, and I think these judges are being very dangerous and uh, even the ACLU, yeah, even the ACLU agrees with you. <laughs> yeah, and they're no, they're, and they're no um, bastion of uh, conservative ideals uh, for sure. But you know. Your point is well made, and I think uh, you're going to see these judges really, really fight to, you know, muzzle the former president. Uh, I think they're going to be unsuccessful at it because, at the end of the day, his as a as the major party political candidate for president, his ability to speak and speak freely is, uh, you know, is, is typically unrestricted. Uh, but we'll see. This is why the left. I mean, this is their strategy. They want to silence him. They don't want him to speak out. You saw where MSNBC and CNN wouldn't carry his speech from Iowa uh, when he won the caucuses. I was up there on stage proudly uh, with him, having supported him in the primary and, uh, you know, was uh, was was disappointed that the left can't handle what Donald Trump has to say. That should tell you something as well. Uh, that tells us a great deal, quite frankly. Well, interestingly enough, uh, some of these leftists are not uh, angels themselves. And uh, they would have you believe that. But when you look at the Georgia case, uh, this Fannie Willis case, uh, the fact that, you know, she had all this money uh, directed to her friend, quote, unquote, her friend who the day after she hired him filed for divorce from his wife, has been seen with him on cruises. I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going on there. Is is there any precedence uh, for removing a prosecutor based on their behavior? You know, I would say no. There's no precedent for this. If you, the, the more you look into that situation, the hiring of this special counsel, this hiring of uh, and, and directing over six hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money. The fact that he, you know, his uh, uh, divorce records were sealed um, based on a lie, based on the court being told a lie, you know, all of this points to a very sordid situation. And I think she's, you know, not only is she going to have a hard time not being disqualified from the prosecution of Donald Trump, I think she's going to have a hard time not being significantly censured uh, by the state bar of Georgia. I mean, these, these are... Uh, some pretty outrageous uh, allegations. And based on all reports, they're substantially true. She hasn't denied uh, really any of the substance of this. She's just suggested that, you know, that either the attacks are racist or politically motivated or some other uh, saying. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, these are, uh, you, you can't make this up. You know, real life is always more interesting than anything you can <laughs> fictionally create. So, uh, at the end of the day, I think she's going to have a hard time uh, maintaining that case and holding it together. And, you know, with the New York case, another state case, who was harmed by what they claim that Donald Trump did? Doesn't, th doesn't there have to be an injured party? 
typically, you know, New York law is uh, unique uh, in many ways. And, and, and I'll start with just the fact that they call the trial court uh, the Supreme Court, which is always confusing for a lot of people. Uh, and then it, you know, it just gets more confusing. And they, so they have a statute that, that was passed, uh, you know, this business record thing that, that were misdemeanors, you know, if you falsify business records, nobody typically is, is punished too heavily for having a misdemeanor. Um, well, even though, you know, I mean, nobody should commit crimes and everybody should be equal under the law. The, the, the problem with the Manhattan case is this, you know, he then uses this election theory, this election law theory um, that that the Department of Justice and the Federal Election Commission on the federal side, those that should be know and interpret the law, uh, have been pretty clear that this was not a violation of. And he uses that alleged violation to create felonies. Uh, this this case is going to fall apart. It's, you know, again, it's a novel legal theory. It's not based actually in the law. But again, it's just an attempt to try to get Trump. And this is what frustrates me the most is, you know, as a prosecutor, you're wearing a white hat and you are doing justice. And your job is not to uh, win convictions. It's not to charge the most crimes. The, 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 the goal of the prosecutor is to do justice and to improve the lives of his fellow citizens by taking the most serious criminals off the streets. And if you look at what's happening in Manhattan and in New York generally, um, you know, that's where you see uh, a lot of crime, a lot of suffering, uh, a lot of, you know, illegal aliens uh, kicking kids out of schools uh, so that they can avoid, you know, getting wet in the storm. And ultimately, Dr. Person, you know, I think all of these things, we're going to look back on America. History is not going to uh, be too kind to these prosecutors. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. We're, we're going to take another short break. We'll be back in one minute with our closing segment with Matt Whitaker. And uh, we're going to ask him a little bit about uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, and uh, how that's being misinterpreted or used to try to keep Donald Trump off of ballots. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. back with uh, more common sense uh, with our outstanding guest, Matt Whitaker, uh, former acting attorney general of the United States. Uh, Matt, uh, the Colorado Supreme Court, by 
a count of four to three, just one judge, decided that Donald Trump was an insurrectionist. When did we reach a point where a person doesn't require a trial and you just declare that they're an insurrectionist? And doesn't that have some pretty severe implications? It does. And, you know, the the interesting thing, um, and I've been paying very close attention to this case. Uh, I, I signed on to an amicus brief um, with some former U.S. attorneys in the Trump administration. You know, I've, I've helped organize some state attorneys general uh, to file an amicus as well. But, you know, there's, there's so many arguments uh, that Trump wins this case. It's, it's hard to, you know, categorize most of them. But, you know, the the due process argument that you point out, I think, is one of the strongest ones, which is, you know, uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment uh, is not self-executing, uh, that the slapdash hearing in one week without an ability to call witnesses, subpoena documents, do discovery or otherwise, you know, was not due process, uh, that Congress under Section 5, which which the left seems to ignore, has is pretty clear that that's the 14th Amendment is self-executing. Congress has passed a criminal statute uh, for insurrection and uh, rebellion. Uh, Donald Trump has never been charged with it, never had a trial on it, and that no jury of his peers has ever decided that. And so what the what Colorado did was virtue signaling, Dr. Carson. They said, we don't like Donald Trump, and so we're going to keep him off the ballot. I mean, obviously, that's not the way things work in, in the United States of America. The main Secretary of State who also has taken him off the ballot, uh, is, is more ridiculous. She just, on her own volition, determined uh, that, that that would. And so there was no due process at all, no process, that, whether due or not. And so at the end of the day, uh, I think the Supreme Court is going to make quick work. Really, the only question is how many votes uh, can they get? Can they get a 9-0 uh, majority on one of these legal issues? And there are a myriad of legal issues that all benefit Donald Trump in the evaluation of this case. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts most likely will try to get as big a majority as possible. But of course, you know, we have Judge Jackson and Judge Sotomayor, especially that are ideologues on that court, and they're not going to do anything to try to help Donald Trump and give him a victory. So you should see a six or seven vote majority on probably a fairly narrow legal issue. Uh, that 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 ends these 14th Amendment challenges once and for all. Well, you know, when you go back and you look at history of other countries, it's the relegation of law and order to the trash bin that leads to dictatorships. And uh, that's why we have to be very vigilant and fight all of this uh, so vigorously. Matt, uh, thank you for sharing your insights today. It's it's always great to talk to you. And I'm pleased to remind our listeners that you are a senior fellow at the American Cornerstone Institute, and we look forward to continuing our work with you. And uh, what else are you focusing on this year? You know, what I'm focusing on is uh, helping, obviously, the president win uh, re-election. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, you know, doing some really important work on advancing the rule of law and um, also, you know, making sure that folks understand the uh, how the Constitution uh, works in our everyday lives and how we need to do our roles as citizens since the power is uh, vested in the people of the United States and not in the government, making sure 
they understand their role. We see you on television a lot. We're very pleased that you're there with a voice of reason. I think the other thing, Dr. Carson, that you and I are working on uh, a lot is the uh, the executive branch uh, initiative we have at, at American Cornerstone. Uh, you know, and I think getting uh, some folks ready for the next administration, having them understand the various departments and how they work and the various roles uh, that are available. Uh, and, you know, I've said it many times, but the more people uh, in a new administration that are from outside of Washington, D.C., the better. We need real Americans. No question about it. Any closing thought that you want to uh, pass on to the American people? No, I just think, you know, 2024 is going to be the most consequential election in American history. It is our chance uh, to advance the republic for another 250 years. You know, in 2026, we're going to celebrate uh, the Declaration of Independence and the revolution uh, that created this great country uh, that was, you know, blessed by God. We need to continue to uh, move towards a revival of those first principles. And I think that's one of the great things and why I enjoy so much working with you and your team at American Cornerstone Institute is you are always based on those first principles and those foundational principles that made this country great. And that once we turn to back to those and remember them, I think we'll be uh, in a good place uh, as a country to prosper for many centuries to come. Amen. And thank you for being a patriot. We really appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back with my closing thought in one minute. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thank uh, Matt Whitaker for uh, the wonderful insights he provided for us. And uh, we need to be thinking about the rule of law and how we need to support those who advocate for the rule of law and not only talk about it, but exhibit it. It's so vitally important if we are to survive as a nation. And I hope as this new year unfolds that you will get involved you will realize how important your vote is. Not just your vote for the president, 
but down the line, make sure you know who those people are and what they have advocated and what they believe. Don't just look for the name that looks familiar. That's our responsibility. We owe that to our children, our grandchildren, and everybody who's coming after us. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe for free, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And tell us, tell other people about us. Get people involved. We need to spread common sense. And uh, review us, rate us, and come back time and time again. We need you. We need your influence. And remember the cornerstone principles. They're so important to our country, our faith, liberty, community, and life. See you next week.